Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, yo, 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 yo. Welcome to Yes Be with SB. I'm your host, SB Randolph the Third, and today I'm very excited because this is gonna be a fun one. I already know it because it's gonna be a rewatch, <laughs> something I've already seen before, but I haven't seen it for a while. Probably, I mean, at least a few years. So. It'll be fun in that respect because I, you know, will be rediscovering some moments. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. This is a movie that I, at one point in my life, knew every single word to. So, by the way, the movie is Troop Beverly Hills. It's a classic from, I think, 1991. I believe it's 1991. Uh, I, is it? I, let me look it up. Beverly Hills. Oh, 1989. Okay, so it's a hit from 1989. 89 the year of our lord 1989 that was a that's a great year that's the year that um i can't think of anything good about the 80s i don't know (laughs) what happened in the 80s it was there was roller skating this is great i'm just gonna scrolling where about the 80s there was um a crisis i'm not gonna mention that um the 80s i guess there was a lot of to me, I feel like, well, maybe it, there was a lot of neon. Maybe that's holdover. Like, that's, I think of it as the 90s, but I feel like it was kind of holdovers from the 80s, too. So neon is kind of 80s. And, like, I feel like boom boxes and, like, break dancing and, and that short circuit. Is that movie from the 80s? Anyways, the 80s, I feel like, well, now, because I feel like, I know that Tarantino has said that, like, the 80s was like a trash dumpster of shits, shit, a shit dumpster for films, which he might be wrong, except for the classic True Beverly Hills. So, um, maybe he, that's what he meant to say, because, I mean, maybe it's on, it's an 89, so it's on the cusp 
So he, he probably wasn't thinking about this one, you guys. This movie is such a classic. It stars Shelley Long, which, and I read that. Did you guys read that? That uh, Did you guys read that Jim Burroughs book? He's a director of like Friends and Cheers and Will and Grace and stuff. But he, you know, I, there's all that stuff about Shelley Long and stuff and how she wanted to leave the show because she was going to be a movie star or whatever. And I have to agree with her because she is the star of Troop Beverly Hills. She, I can't even imagine this movie without her. Although I will say, it is my goal in life to one day remake this film, and I know it will not be as good, but I don't fucking care. I, I just want to get my hands on it. IMDb ranking 5.8 out of 10. Fuck you, IMDb. What do you know about movies? Internet movie database. Bunch of idiots. Director Jeff Canu directed this movie. I don't know who that is. Let's see. What did Jeff Canu do for you, Revenge of the Nerds? Okay, so he's just he's just ordinary people. Okay, so he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a good one, and you can tell. You can tell by his work in Troop Beverly Hills. Who wrote this, by the way? Is Jeff Canu still alive? Can I ask him? You know, hey, do you know the writers, Pamela Norris and Margaret Oberman? Like, can can I get the rights to this so I can remake it? What else did she write? Designing Women. Of course she did. Remington Steel. Of course she did. See, this is, let's see who the other writer. Margaret Oberman. Margaret Oberman, let's see. She wrote Saturday Night Live. Okay. She wrote on Saturday Night Live. Oh, Square Pegs. Is that the one that was Sarah Jessica Parker was in? <gasps> I believe that's the one that Sarah Jessica Parker was in. I don't know that I've ever seen. Yep. Sarah Jessica Parker. Whoa. I mean, so I first of all got got the A team at bat on this one already. Um, wait, but there's one more writing credit. It's story by, I believe. So let's see. Story Ava Ostern Fries. Okay, let's see. Ava, what did she what is she know? Okay. Born famous TV series executive producer. Okay. Well anyway, so she had one hit and it was Troop Beverly Hills. Thank you, Ava, for the story for this hit. This, but anyway, so I gotta find the rights. I gotta get the rights to it. I feel like nobody wants the rights to it right now. You know what I'm saying? So maybe I could go. I could slide in. And I can get the rights to to remake it. What do you guys think? I'll do a crowdfund, a crowdfunding for five point six million dollars. It'll probably cost <laughs> something like that. So. <laughs> every day I want to. You guys, every day. Every day I want to crowdfund uh, a feature film and I want to crowdfund it and I want to set my goal at like $20 million. <laughs> like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not crowdfunding $20,000. I want $20 million. Then white boys getting $20 million? I want $20 million too. So watch out. One day I might do that. <laughs> don't put it past me anymore because I don't care. All right. Um... But yeah, True Beverly Hills. I, you know, I'd love to do a remake of it. I don't know. I'd, I'd fuck it up. You know, you gotta these days. You know, they gotta all be black. That's what the Republicans will tell you. <laughs> one of them's gonna be transgender. Oh God. <laughs> one of them's gonna be an immigrant. <laughs> uh, but it would probably be an interracial marriage. But. Um, yeah, 
I don't know. How would I remake this? Yeah. So Phyllis would be played by who? Who would I cast as Phyllis Nebler? It would have to be a new person. It has to be a brand new or very few credits because it's a career making role. It's a career making role. Phyllis Neffler in Troop Beverly Hills is. Um, and then like the, for the husband, you know, it would be somebody who like is a likable curmudgeon, like, like Craig T. Nelson's a likable curmudgeon. Somebody like, you know, maybe like Tay Diggs, you know, he could pull that off or like, you know, who's, who's a likable, you know, a Paul Rudd, you know, somebody like that who could be like, I'm upset, but you know, not, you know, nobody's fearing for their life at any moment. Um, yeah, that would be. Ooh, this would. Be, this is. I'm. I'm really excited about my remake now, you guys. <laughs> but you know, it's well. First of all, if we're giving credit, where credit is due, we have to go. We have to look at the production designer, and we also have to look at the costume designer because the wardrobe and the production design is spectacular in this film. So let's let's go there, cast and crew, IMDb. Cast and crew. Let's see. Da, 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 do, do. There's a lot of cast. That's how we like it. Wait, there there are a lot of other famous. We'll get back to the cast. Hold on. Um, do 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 do. Casting by. Well, shout out to Pamela Basker and Fern Champion. I feel like I've auditioned for Fern Champion. Anyways, I'll have to look it up. I don't remember what I <laughs> show I auditioned for for Fern Champion, but I know. That I did. I feel like it was a remake of something like 90210 or something like or Melrose Place or something like that. Anyway, whatever. Um, so let's go to the production design art department. Here we go. All right. Just a shout out to it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't show who the production designer. So shout out to just the whole art department. Shout out to all of them collectively. Y'all did the damn thing. And also let's look at wardrobe. Costume and wardrobe department. Let's see. All right. Let's just shout them all out. Robin Borman was Anne, costumer. Anne Kulota, costumer. Shout out. Deborah Hopper, shout out. Eddie Marks, costume supervisor. Big ups, Eddie. And Anthony J. Scarano, costumer. All right, y'all did the damn thing. That costuming department, you guys. Now, I don't want to talk about the part that you know that I'm going to talk about because if you've seen this movie before, you know what I'm talking about. But there's a part, and you know which costume it is, where she comes in and she eats and leaves no crumbs. And we know which part that is, you guys, but we're going to wait till we get there. Anyways, so shout out to that wardrobe department because they did the damn thing. Um, oh, also, because we we're talking about cast members in the movie. Now, Betty Thomas was amazing in this, but then, like, I feel like she went on to become a director. She directed something recently that I was like, oh, yay. Betty Thomas, of course, plays Velda, the the, the villain. Uh, you know that because her name starts with a V. Um, she just recently directed something. I swear to God. Okay, these are actresses. Director. Oh, Grace and Frankie. The First Wives Club TV movie. So I guess the TV show, The First Wives Club. Um, yeah, so I guess it was Grace and Frankie. John Tucker Must Die. 28 Days with Sandra Bullock. Dr. Doolittle. Like, Private Parts director. So yeah, she just became the Brady Bunch movie, The Late Shift. She just became like this apparent hood, the TV series director, Doogie Howser, MD. Wow, yeah, she just became, like, this prolific director 
um, even though she's a brilliant comedy actress, she became a brilliant, prolific director. Uh, Betty Thomas, who's in the cast, playing Velda. Mary Gross, playing Annie Herman, Yang, is so funny in this movie. Um, Carla Gugino, who we know from so many television shows and things, but she was a child in this movie. She's great. Kelly Martin is in this movie from La 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 Goes On. Uh, Ginny Lewis from Rilo Keeley, who's star, you know, fronts the band Rilo Keeley is in this movie. Um, there, yeah, it's just, it's such a, a grab bag of the greatest performances ever in this movie. Shout out to director Jeff Canoe, and I hope to one day fill your shoes when I crowdfund the budget to get the rights to this film. <laughs> To ruin it. All right. Um, so <laughs> how did we get here? We're watching True Beverly Hills. You know what? It was in. And here's why, guys. Because here's why. It's just like in the zeitgeist. It's in the air. It's in because, number one, Lisa Rinna quit True, True Beverly Hills. She quit. <laughs> she quit the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this week or got fired or whatever. I guess they, they, they couldn't reach a contractual agreement is what I'm guessing because Lisa Rinna will do anything for money. And she said that before. So clearly that means there wasn't enough money on the table. Um, so that's great. But then I saw these like whispers on TikTok and stuff that like Brandy Glanville's posting herself holding a diamond and stuff. So I guess she's the new villain. Oh, I'm the villain. Um, oh, I'm the villain now. That's that's Atlanta. And then what's the, the TikTok meme? Um, uh-huh. Who's the villain? I'm the villain. I don't. I don't remember how that meme goes. Anyways, so, <laughs> so all of that is happening, and then Jen Shaw got sentenced the other day, and to like six and a half years in prison. Which I mean, that's dark, you guys. Like, I don't know. That's like not something to be taken lightly or fun. But it's so bizarre to me that these people who are doing crimes just like go on TV and like, come on in, let me show you all my crimes I did. And it's like, what's happening? And that's when I'm like, something is wrong. There's like a malfunction or something. It'd be like me talking about my multi-level marketing scheme where I launder money. Anyway, oh my God, I can't believe I should edit that part out. No, but I mean like, what are you doing? Like, stop doing this, people. Anyway, I don't know, whatever. It doesn't affect my life, but... You know, it's just kind of a sad situation altogether. Nobody wants to go to prison. And it's so weird to me, the people who go to prison, because we all know a lot of people in the news right now who need to be in prison. And so it's weird to me how some people go to prison and some people don't, but we'll leave that alone. Anyways, how do we get here? Oh, yeah, because the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is all over the news this week. Well, not the real news. The real news was full of votes for Speaker of the House in what... We can all just call the circus. And what a delightful circus that was. Just wasting everyone's time and money. Gotta love it. Speaking of people who should be in jail. Okay, um, so back to Troop Beverly Hills. Didn't Matt Gates have a case against him? Anyway, so back to Troop Beverly Hills. <laughs> So I woke up with all, because so the Beverly uh, Hills Housewives is all of the zeitgeist forever. So I woke up, and then this morning when I wanted to get dressed, I pulled out 
I was like, I just want like a sweatshirt, like a comfy sweater or something. And I pull out my sweatshirt and it's um, my Wilderness Girls of America sweatshirt, which is what I'm wearing right now. And I was like, ah, oh, my Wilderness Girls sweatshirt. I'm going to wear this today. And then I was like, why don't I just do a podcast about my favorite movie? You know, what, what, what if that? And so that's what I'm going to do. Anyway, so I'm dressed in my Wilderness Girls sweatshirt which is so funny because like I wear it on public people stare at me like I'm crazy but I'm like well first of all I am a boy scout and if you guys didn't know that I'm an eagle scout bitches okay I can swim a lake 19 times and tie 45 knots and chop weed chop weed <laughs> I guess I sure can chop some weed uh, I learned that in the scouts um I can chop wood and build a fire I can identify 89 types of snakes. Um, uh, and trouser snake, I know what you're doing. Shut up. Um, no, real snakes. Um, I can I can sleep in a tent. I can I can row in a canoe. I, I spent many a summer in summer camp camping, camping it up summer style, which is why I'm the perfect person to direct. The remake of True Beverly Hills. <laughs> I'm pleading a case to no one right now. Uh, so, so, fun fact about me. And yeah, me and my sister used to... Hey, we loved going to camp and stuff like that in the summer. But we loved True Beverly Hills. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I have an older sister. And she... I... We loved True Beverly Hills. We would just watch it over. You could not stop us, you know. Like, we were... This was our jam this was our shit and I mean I feel like we still both love it to this day if I feel like if you asked her to this day she would say oh yeah that's my favorite movie um, <laughs> uh, and if you asked me to this day I would say oh yeah that's my favorite movie like it's got it's in the top five a lot of these like um Beverly Hills stories two of them are in my top 10 movies it, like true Beverly Hills is in my top 10 favorite movies of all time and Clueless is in my top 10 movie favorite movies of all time to me they're perfect films there's nothing wrong with them they do absolutely everything right, and um, it's all just, it's all executed very well. So if you have a problem with that, then you can go fly a kite, because I don't care, okay? Because you're wrong. So Quentin Tarantino, you wrong, okay? The 80s was not a, a toilet bowl full of films. <laughs> In 1989... A genius film was born, and its name is Troop Beverly Motherfucking Hills. Now let's start the movie. Okay, I'm already, I'm so in, you guys. Um, but it's starting with one of these, you know, like 80s songs for like, make it big. Um, but it's also got, it's doing the cartoon opening. Whatever happened to those? Remember how shows and, and movies used to have these like cartoon openings, uh, opening credits? I love this. And it's kind of showing you all of it, just setting set you up for the, getting you in the mood for the movie with these uh, little caricatures of the, the people in the movie. I love this. I'm so in. Shout out to the late Shelley Morrison, brilliant comedic actress. Shelley Morrison, who played Rosario on Will and Grace also. She's the maid in this film too. And I okay, I'm going to say there are some uh irresponsible portrayals of minorities in this film, but there it does try at least nudges it trying to counter it. Um 
it does, you know, there's, you know, there are black people in Beverly Hills in this iteration of Beverly Hills. Of course, it's like a boxer or something, <laughs> but, um, but they, there are, you know, it does have a re, especially for 1989, this is a very responsible portrayal of minorities. They're not just there for jokes in this film. So for those of you unfamiliar with the plot, the plot is about a woman named Phyllis Neffler, who's a woman about society, a Beverly Hills woman about society, who shops all day and gets drunk and, and hangs out. Her husband is leaving her for a younger man. Boop! <laughs> her husband is leaving her for a younger woman. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and uh, so there, she's in the middle of a, a, a rocky divorce, and she wants to spend more time with her daughter, Hannah. And so the Beverly Hills chapter of the Wilderness Girls needs a new troop leader. So she decides to become the troop leader for her daughter, Hannah's Beverly Hills troop, to spend more time with her daughter during this divorce. Um, and even though she really has no idea what she's doing. So we have a classic fish out of water story here. A classic city mouse in the country, if you will. And so, yeah, that's the, the plot of the film. And then fun ensues. All right, they're, they're every, let me say, Craig T. Nelson and Shelley Long fighting, every single fight is the best fight in the world. It's hilarious. It's like when, you know, on Friends and like Ross and Rachel would fight, it's like, you know, you don't want them to fight, but when they do, it's like brilliantly written. So you're just kind of like, you know, they're never better than when they're mad at each other. And they're at each other's throats. So Phyllis and and Phyllis Deffler and I, I, Craig D. Nelson's character are, are really really funny when they fight. And she she just said, I can, you know, they're fighting about money or something. And she's like, I coupon clipped your way through law school so that you could make a difference in the world, not so you could be Neffler the muffler man. And he said, Oh, well, you weren't complaining when you were spending a muffler man's money. <laughs> so i guess he sells mufflers or something he's like car he you know i don't know and so i <laughs> i don't know i feel like i feel like the muffler man might show up later in the show today oh i forgot about this kelly martin's dad is an unemployed actor and he says he drives a beat-up car and like they're still trying to trying to keep it together and pretend like they're in beverly hills but they have no money this was a, a sad plot line you know oh you know, but I understand it. Being a fucking out of work actor in Hollywood, I'm, I understand that shit. You guys, a young Stanford Blatch just showed up. I didn't know Stanford Blatch was in this movie. He's like a baby in this movie. Every day I watch this movie, my world is shooketh. So it's the part where they're introducing all the girls in the troupe now where they're all arriving to the troop meeting for the first time and so you get to see them all come one at a time and get their personalities and meet their family uh which is brilliant um oh i forgot she was in this um yeah and so but my favorite is i can i can, I can still recite jasmine the the black girl uh character uh her monologue <laughs> when they get pulled over by the cop, which is interesting because that's how you meet the black character. But I mean, hey, it's the truth. Um, and so the, the cop pulls her over and then she says, excuse me, officer, 
do you know who this man is? And then <laughs> they're like, Jasmine. Jasmine, no, not right now. She's like, you too modest, daddy. This here's the man who knocked the hair off Haglow's head. The man who put the space in Sphinx's teeth. This here is my daddy, James the Jackhammer. Shaka. Now, daddy, shake the man's hand and let's be on our way. And then the cop goes, <laughs> can, can, can you get your autograph? And then he looks at the, the ticket pad and he goes, not on that thing, you can't. <laughs> ah, it's still funny. It's always funny. Oh, my God. It's the woman from Family Matters. It's the, it's the mom from Family Matters. She's, she's selling them the uniforms. I love this movie so much. It is just everyone who's great is in this movie. This is the best movie. The casting is great. The direction is great. Everything everything about this movie is great. Oh, she's, she just put on the uniform for the first time, you guys. The scene, the scene to kill all. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Means is going to come up soon. That's all that means because she's got to take this to her tailor and get it fixed. And then the reveal. I will say it, the greatest moment in fashion cinematic history will happen soon. And if you've seen this movie, you know what it is. You know what it is. You know it's coming up. And I'm sure you're very excited right now for me to see it. You guys, it happened. It happened. She went to the troop, the, the troop leader meeting, and and she had the cape on. You guys, the cape. <laughs> You don't know if you don't know, guys. So here in the plot of the movie, they went to go get the, the uniforms from the mom from Family Matters. Uh, and <laughs> and Phyllis, let's just let's just say she found them less than savory. And so Phyllis decided to take them to her tailor to get the uniforms redone. And so then she there's this big reveal where she comes into the troop leaders meeting and in her new tailored uniform and let's just say <laughs> it slays you guys i'm telling you she is she, she's got a cape a silk lined cape <laughs> she throws open the cape and it says tailored suit like it, it fits like a glove you guys it's a tailored skirt suit and it, it should be the uniform honestly it should be the uniform anyway so she it, it's the most like mm. That's why I had to give a shout out to the wardrobe and the costume wardrobe department because because they just because they just killed it, you guys. And I love that scene. She's like she raises her hand and she says, "Are you drying your nails or do you have a question?" Man, every every fifth line in this movie is quotable. Now they go glamping because it it 
it's supposed to be camping, but of course, nowadays we, it's what we would call glamping. At this time, it was funny because it's like, that's not camping. But nowadays, it's like, that's the only way to camp. Because, um, you know, they have real tent. Like, they're not, like, laying on the ground or anything. It's like, no, this that's actually how people camp these days. <laughs> Anyways, at the time, uh, it was not how people camped. So, so it's funny. Anyway, so, but then it starts, it literally rains on her parade. It starts raining when she's camping. So they end up at the Beverly Hills Hotel. <laughs> and, uh, which in a, a very sweet scene, and they tell scary stories around the fireplace. <laughs> Holy crap. I forgot Tori Spelling was in this. <laughs> she's one of those damn red feathers. Of course Tori Spelling's in this, if you think about it. Her father, Aaron Spelling, is responsible for all of those primetime soap operas at the time which everyone loved, which featured these housewives. And now here, you guys, like, speaking of housewives and things, that uh, Beverly Hills housewives and things, people really give uh, that whole franchise a lot of shit. Um, but the thing is, here's my theory on it is exactly this. Back in the day, there were those primetime soap operas, Knott's Landing, Dallas, and, and Dynasty, and all of that. And, and those were the soap operas, the evening primetime soap operas of that time. And I think that the Real Housewives franchise is the evening soap operas of this time. It's, you know, sort of switched genres from scripted to unscripted or whatever reality. But it those are, it's just this, it's the 2022 version of that. So they're just the Aaron Spelling dramas, but they're unscripted now. But it's the same thing. And so when people give them shit, I'm like, yo, people, this is just a valid part of entertainment that people have been watching for since television was invented. So literally calm down, like literally calm down. Like people will be like, that's the abomination. We didn't have this back in my day. I'm like, really? Who shot Jr. then? Really, bitch? I bet you remember who shot the fuck Jr. huh? Okay, then calm the fuck down. It's not that deep, bro. It's just a little primetime drama. You guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, it's time for a commercial from our sponsor. You guys, it's time for a commercial from our sponsor. Y'all ready for a commercial from our sponsor? Well, too bad, because we don't have any sponsors. <laughs> so, instead, why don't we listen to a commercial from our good friend from 1989, which was a different time than right now. Different things were allowed back then. Our friend, Neffler, the Muffler Man. Do you know the Muffler Man, the Muffler Man, the Muffler Man? Do you know the Muffler Man? Neffler is his name. Hey, Neffler the Muffler Man here. Come on down to Neffler's Mufflers and we'll get your car hooked up and back out on the road in no time. I need all the money I can get because the divorce from my wife Phyllis is taking me right on to the cleaners. Neffler's Mufflers, where we can take care of your full car. Now, I want to remind you, the year's 1989, so things that are racist now were not considered to be racist in 1989 i mean in the future when you hear it this commercial the things that are considered racist won't be racist now because we didn't know that now but you know that then in the future 
anyways, let me send you over to my friend, Bernie the Bumper Brother. What's up, Jive Turkeys? It's me, Bernie the Bumper Brother. You got a little problem with your bumpity bump bump, I'll take it off, put it in the dumpity dump dump, and get you a brand new one. That's right, Bernie the Bumper Brother treats you like a brother from another mother. And if your girl got problems with her bumper too, tell her to drive on by Bernie's place and Bernie will hook her up. That's right. I'll pull right up to a bumper and I'll get that big old screw and I'll take it and I'll shove it right in. Whoa, Neffler the Muffler Man here back at you. Bumpers and mufflers ain't the only thing we do over here at Neffler's place. My friend Caesar also can take care of your catalytic converter. Say, sir, the catalytic converter, caballero. Hey, bro. What's going on, man? Oh, yeah, my, my friend Neffler says you got something wrong with your catalytic converter. What happened, man? It's not there no more? What happened, bro? Bro, when it happened? Oh, last night, bro. For real? Ah, oh, fuck, man. Well, I'm on the hook. You ah, oh, bro. Okay, let's see. What kind of cars you got over there? Okay, look like a 1991. Hyundai Elantra. Okay, let me see what we got in the inventory. Okay, what color you got? Purple? Okay, cool. Let me see. Okay, we got a 1991 Hyundai Elantra. Catalytic converter came in just this morning, bro. Oh, bro, I'm gonna hook you up. Yeah, oh, what color? Yeah, it's purple too, man. What a coincidence. What? What do you mean where I come from? What are you talking about, man? What, you think you think my inventory is not good or something? What you trying to say, bro? Bro, what you trying to say? You want to say that to my fucking face? You guys, you guys, you guys, we back. We back. Um, watching True Beverly Hills Celeste get caught up. Where are we now? They have... Velda has sent her assistant, Annie Herman, to infiltrate the ranks of Troop Beverly Hills and take pictures and get evidence so that she can get rid of Phyllis Neffler. Oh my goodness. Bad guys are closing in, you guys. Um, And so Annie is here as a spy. And uh, Phyllis is actually being... She's taken a turn for the better, and she's being the best den mother she could possibly be. You know, we're grading on a curve here because, you know, hashtag Beverly Hills, but she's doing the best job she can. She's making up patches for things that Beverly Hills women would need, and she's doing her own, you know, she's doing it her way, which is not the wilderness girl way, so that's where a problem is ensuing. But And also, she just brought the kids to court with her, <laughs> to divorce court, which is highly inappropriate. <laughs> so I'm personally, at this point in my life, I'm questioning Phyllis Neffler's choices. I understand that this is just a film and somebody had to write it in, but I'm going, is she like mentally okay? <laughs> because why would you bring a troop of girls? <laughs> She's like, this is, we're getting her divorce court badge. I'm not even kidding you guys. And so I'm like, is she all right? Phyllis doing all right? Um, I would, I'm a, in real life, I would be worried about Phyllis. Y'all, 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 really, really quickly. I just want to talk about the Freddy because they do a dance in this movie called the Freddy and it comes back and it, I just, they brought it back again in a picture of them doing the Freddy. Was the Freddy a real dance? It looks basically like, I don't know how to, to describe it, like doing a jumping jack, but without completing it. 
and just sort of having your arms and your legs out and flailing about. I don't. Was the Freddy a real dance? <laughs> I just feel like because here's the deal. I have like here's the thing, and maybe that's it. Like I come from people of color, so I know people of color. I don't know that we've ever done the Freddy. Anyone was about that Freddy life out in in Freddy streets. <laughs> so maybe Freddy was just like a white dance, and so maybe that's it. Freddy was a white dance because I had never heard of the motherfucking Freddy except for this movie. <laughs> like I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, let me know. Maybe I'm dumb about dances and, you know, maybe everyone was out there doing the Freddy in 1989. Maybe this is what Quentin Tarantino hates. Those damn Culver City Red Feathers. Those damn Culver City Red Feathers are flanking themselves out all over the Beverly Hills turf to sell more cookies than the Beverly Hills girls. They're trying to outsell them and this is driving me crazy driving me crazy because the Beverly Hills girls they need they want to sell the cookies so they can get into the jamboree you guys this is very important and so the the Culver City Red Feathers where Tori Spelling's one of those and that little girl you know, you know she's a, <laughs> a little rough around the edges little girl that's what we'll call her <laughs> the little blonde girl y'all know what I'm talking about if you've seen the movie you know what I'm talking about um uh <laughs> is they're they're doing dirty dirty work so velda took all of their patches away well i mean to be quite honest because they weren't real i mean i'm on velda's side often in this movie because you know some of this stuff is like all right well <laughs> you know like all right you, these, these aren't real patches you got to give your divorce court patch back because <laughs> that's not it's not a real patch phyllis i love you but no you don't get to make up your own patches <laughs> And then we have Shelley Morrison delivering the great line. Patches? We don't need no stinking patches. Uh, gotta love her. And, uh, but yeah, those damn Culver City Red Feathers are like flanking themselves all over Beverly Hills to, to sell their cookies so that the when the troop Beverly Hills goes to sell their cookies and they can't sell their cookies. Now, why, why you might ask, don't just like one of the rich parents just buy all 2,000 boxes because that's against it the whole point and phyllis makes that very clear it's against the point they they need they need to go out and sell the cookies like that's the whole point of it is they you know are a part of their community and they're out selling and they're doing things yes their parents could wave a magic wand and fix everything but that's not the point of it that money doesn't solve everything and that's a theme of this movie is is that there are things that are more important than that y'all jasmine's cookie time song is a is is that that's that heat right there y'all like jasmine's cookie time song is one of those songs from a movie that is still so good i don't even know like if this was i don't even think it's on apple music or something like that i don't even know if they release the soundtrack or something if they drop this shit this will be that heat that gather around you friends of mine well wilderness girls and it's cooked time she's got this tina turner wig on she's outside on rodeo drive just doing the whole thing they get they go to spago and they're like cigars cigarettes cookies you know they're just in their community selling these cookies their community just happens to be rodeo drive um they, and then they're selling them outside of the weight watchers <laughs> out of the gym like this is and then Robin Leach's here for Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, and they're selling cookies there. This I I love this movie. 
I love it because every time Phyllis gets down, she gets right back up again. She gets knocked down, but she get up again. Yeah, they're never going to keep her down. Phyllis Neffler is a, this character is a blueprint for for everyone's life. Phyllis Neffler is us. Phyllis Neffler is you. Phyllis Neffler is me. Phyllis Neffler is society. Oh, you guys, they, they sold way more boxes than they said they were going to sell. And then they're having this big check presentation gala and Phyllis looks amazing eating with no crumbs again like she also debuted the full silk outfit in the Robin Leach scene left no crumbs on the floor this see it's so great she got the poor girl's dad a job with the girl who's the director's dad in a in a new godfather movie like she's just she's making everyone's life better she's she's just sprinkling smiles and rainbows all over Beverly Hills and the world Phyllis Neffler what and then now she has to you know of course in this scene she's going to reach her ultimate low she can get thrown in a pool you guys <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> you've had like 40 years to watch this movie so if you haven't it's on you um but yeah she's gonna end up in a pool very embarrassed in this scene but it's so great because she's just, just doing so much good for everyone else in the whole community oh phyllis who cares about this man, Phyllis? You don't need him. I'm talking to the screen now. You don't need him, Phyllis. <laughs> All right, so the girls have brought Phyllis off of the ledge, brought her from the brink of disaster, and, and, and they said, you know what, Phyllis? It Your life is shit right now, but you made all of our lives better. <laughs> so you helped our, our families out. You've, you've brought us in a better situation. We're now a family, a, a friendship circle, a community. Thank you, Phyllis. Thank you for everything you've done for us. And we need to go to that motherfucking jamboree. We sold 4,753 boxes of cookies. And we need to go to that fucking jamboree. We need to show those fucking red feathers what's up. Tori Spelling ain't winning this one. Tori Spelling, her little blonde, sassy mouth friend, ain't winning this one. We're going to the wilderness jamboree. And we're going to show Velda and the red feathers, the Culver City red feathers, the Mar Vista. We're going to show them... Who's boss? It's going to be Beverly Hills. We're going to win. And I know we don't like the wilderness and we don't like dirt and we don't like animals. And we don't like trees. But you know what, Phyllis? We believe in you and we believe that you can guide us through the wilderness. That's what they said to Phyllis. And it shook her to her very core. And it got us into Act 3 where we're now in the wilderness. And uh, they've got to run this jamboree and try to win. So... You know, I you know who knows what's gonna happen, guys. But I have a feeling it will be a triumph of the human soul. Let's keep watching. Tori Spelling and them fucking red feathers is cheating, y'all. They out here cheating up in these wilderness girl streets, in these wilderness jamboree streets. What are you doing? They got them. They sent them, and now they're in a swamp, you guys. Ooh, I'm so mad right now. That's the beauty of this movie is you get so invested in the characters that you literally want to fight Tori Spelling. Speaking of which, you know who they should add to the cast of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? That's Tori Spelling. Because then it would be all full circle. You heard it here first, folks. That's who they should be adding. It's Tori Spelling. 
since her dad is responsible for primetime dramas, she should be in The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You heard it here first, folks. Okay, also, speaking of songs that should be real songs, Beverly Hills, what a thrill, that chant. Uh, one, two, three, four, like that. We don't stop until we're done. Five, six, seven, eight. Beverly Hills is number one. One, two, three, four. Beverly Hills, what a thrill. You guys, that should be, uh, that'd be a hit song too. Let's make that a sound on TikTok. On the TikTok. So, um, yeah, so we're in Act 3 now. They're, they won, accidentally, they won the first round of the Jamboree uh, because of Skunk. Because they got sent through the, the swamps because Tori Spelling and that other young lady uh, switched up their flags. But then um, they found a skunk and then they were running away from the skunk. And that led them <laughs> to run right through the finish line first <laughs> because... They were running away from a skunk. And then Velda did something that Peter would not enjoy with that skunk. Let's just say that. Now um, we're in round two. I'm looking at these. Now the, I'm kind of feeling like they shot this in Malibu. <laughs> I don't know. They're shooting locations. I'm looking at them like, mm-hmm. I feel like they shot that in Malibu. Because I also shot a film in the hills of Malibu, which is also where they shot MASH, I've learned. Um, when I was shooting that film. Anyway, so yeah, I think that I, it looks like they're shooting this in Malibu now that I'm actually really looking at it. But whatever. So I hope that they get through this. We we know what happens when they cut down the bridge and oh, I just don't even, I don't want to get into it, but I'm very emotionally invested in this right now, even though I've already seen it. That's how, that's a tale of a good film, you guys. The tale of a good film is when you, already know what's going to happen but you care anyway that's good drama because even every time you go like are they gonna survive this time you know they're going to but you're like are they because they set it up so perfectly that you are literally questioning it when you already know that they are gonna be fine so yeah i'm still i'm a little like are they gonna win this time (laughs) they gonna win the gym this time really you know, I mean, I, I do kind of forget if they win or not. So, but now I'm like questioning. I'm like, I don't know. Are they? Are they? What? Anyways, we're going to see what happens. I'm, if you've never seen this film, I'm just as clueless as you are. Clueless. Speaking of great movies. No, don't do it. Pressing play. Beverly Hills, what a thrill. 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 You guys, I love this movie. It's over now. Um, lots of things happened. Good things, bad things. So fucking Culver City Red Feathers. Oh, Culver City Red Feathers. That's why I don't go to Culver City. That's why I don't go unless I have an audition. Because that's where Sony is. And I guess Amazon is is there now. And Anyway, um, Culver City Red Feathers, man. Oh boy. Anyway, the movie ended beautifully, perfectly. One of the best films ever. One of the greatest comedy films ever. I love it. It's just a little perfect piece of cinema. Fuck you, Quentin Tarantino. This movie is perfect. And it's in the 80s. You guys, so I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to tell you if Phyllis ends up back with the muffler man or not. I don't want to tell you, but... um. 
Let's just say the muffler man's probably going to need some more money. The muffler man's probably going to need to branch out. Hey, it's me, Neffler the Muffler Man. And um, I want to let you know, mufflers ain't the only thing we do over here at Neffler's Mufflers. We also do transmissions. We got uh, Trina over here to talk to you about transmissions. Hi, it's Trina the Transmission. Oh, whoa, no, I'm not trying to get canceled. Let me just end this bit right now. You guys, you guys, you guys, you guys. Thank you so much. Had so much fun today. Love that movie. Very nostalgic. Maybe I should do more throwbacks. If you think I should, let me know. Um, it's almost uh, cookie season though, you guys. So go get y'all some cookies when they start selling them cookies. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll see you next time. Don't forget to like it, follow it, subscribe, rate and review, you guys. Please rate and review it. That's so easy. Just click it and click, tap it and tap with your finger. See you guys next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.